This is the Lions Unchained podcast, where the shackles of your mind are broken. There comes a time when we either embrace the truth or remain in darkness forever. The Lions Unchained podcast offers you the light of God's truth. The rest is up to you. Join Carl Joseph now for a powerful, life-changing word. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yes, it's Christmas Day today, friend, and I bid you glad tidings as you tune into the broadcast. I can hear the sound of Christmas carolers and Tiny Tim running down the street. Santa is coming down the chimney and old Scrooge is in his office, dimly lit as he counts his pennies. Friend, we are so entrenched in the ambience of Christmas these days that we often forget the reason for the season. When I was growing up as a child back in Wales in the UK, my parents really did make the effort to make Christmas magical for us, and I'm eternally grateful to them for that. Most years, we would go to the local church. It was an Anglican church called St. Issel's in Saundersfoot. Anyway, it was a wonderful church. We often attended the Christmas Eve service there and reminded ourselves of the reason for the season, namely the birth of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. I remember as a young kid rising early at five or six, sometimes even four o'clock in the morning on Christmas morning to see if Santa had eaten the mince pies me and my brother had put out for him. I ran and tore off the wrappers of the presents under the tree to find perhaps a Scalectric set or an Evil Knievel racing bike, much to my excitement. You know, one year, when I was around eight years of age, I really wanted a motorcycle. Basically, I wanted an off-road scrambler, you know, one of those motocross bikes. Anyway, so I sat down one day and wrote Father Christmas a very formal letter describing very clearly the specific motorcycle I wanted under the tree. Yet when I gave the letter to my mom to send to Father Christmas, she wasn't so accommodating. And she said, well, you know, Father Christmas might not get to this request in time, and mountain bikes are really in demand this year. Huh? Wait? What? Excuse me, wait a minute. I was most upset and made it very clear to Mumsy that if Father Christmas was worth his salt and keenly aware of his duties providing merriment and seasonal cheer, then he is keenly aware of my request and will do everything within his power to ensure that I will receive my motorcycle in a timely fashion. Of course, Mum was breaking it to me gently. There was no way whatsoever that her ambitious eight-year-old was going to get an adult motorcycle, and she used Santa's busy schedule as an excuse to save my life. Yet again. Friend, I have to confess that embarrassingly, and due to my gullible nature perhaps, I actually believed in the existence of Santa Claus right up until 32... No, no, I'm kidding. Right up until my teens. Okay, I really believed in Santa because I trusted the word of my parents emphatically. And lo and behold, inevitably, each child must go through the threshold of being lied to by their parents. And for you Christian parents out there, that's a decision you're going to have to make regarding the existence of Santa in the eyes of your kids. Don't get me wrong, I loved it as a child, but when I found out that old Saint Nick wasn't real, there was a little scar on my heart, just as there is for every child when he finds out this jolly and supposedly omniscient character is mere fantasy and that my parents were in collusion with him the whole time. But the tradition of giving gifts around Christmas should always center upon the gift that was given to mankind, and that was, of course, Jesus himself. 
Honor of the gift we cannot repay, we too exchange gifts with others as a reminder each year of the gift to the world. Now it should be noted that concerning the origins of the Christmas festival, the early church fathers introduced the celebration of our Savior under numerous dates. Some dates suggested were March 25th, April 2nd, May 20th, November 8th, December 25th, and finally January 6th. It was finally agreed upon as December 25th as the most suitable because it supposedly coincided with the winter solstice on the Julian calendar, marking the beginning of the victory of light over the darkness after the year's longest night. Clement of Alexandria pointed out that because Jesus is called the Son of Righteousness, that's S-U-N in Malachi 4.2, then December 25th is the most pertinent of all potential dates for this annual celebration. Now, in most European countries, gifts are exchanged on Christmas Eve, in keeping with the notion that the baby Jesus was born on the night of the 24th, which of course is a myth, and I will expound upon this shortly. The morning of December 25th, however, became the time for the exchange of gifts in North America. In the 17th and 18th century in Europe, the modest exchange of gifts took place in the early hours of the 25th when the family returned home from the Christmas Mass, which, like I said earlier, our church in the UK would do this every year. But I like what the president said recently on October 13th. He said he wants to put a stop to the cold attacks on Judeo-Christian values. As part of that halt, he wants people to say Merry Christmas again. Amen. He claimed that many department stores typically use red decorations citing Happy Holidays or Happy New Year, but no mention of Christmas whatsoever, as they don't want to offend anybody. Well, kudos to the president for that, and thank you, sir, for taking a stand and speaking the truth about these department stores. So where exactly does this term Christmas come from? Well, it's comprised of two words, Christ and Mass, and it began with the Roman Catholics. But according to the Lexham Bible Dictionary, beginning in the 9th century, however, possibly as the result of the coronation of the German Emperor Charlemagne on Christmas Day in AD 800, celebration of Christmas became a more prominent, distinguished, and public affair in Western society. Much of what has today become common Christmas imagery, Santa Claus, Christmas trees, wreaths, etc., originated as late as the 19th century. Look, the bottom line is this, friend. We need to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and pick a date. If it's not December the 25th for you, then pick another date, but celebrate the birth of our Savior regardless. Now, there are some Christians out there, I know, who simply won't celebrate Christmas because they claim it's rooted in pagan tradition. And I partly see your point. But when are you going to celebrate Christmas, if not the 25th of December? And yes, there is no biblical precedent for some of our celebrations. I understand that. You know, you've got Santa Claus, which is supposed to be a Dutch tradition, and then you've got Christmas trees that came from Germany. The nativity scene is supposed to be an Italian tradition, and chimney stockings, an English, and then American tradition, finally. Whatever tradition you have in your home, have fun with it. Make sure it's a time of sharing joy and love with others. And for heaven's sake, make sure you help mom do the dishes after she slaved away in the kitchen for hours, preparing the ham, turkey, goose, or whatever else she's poured her heart over. You can make it fun with the kids too. 
I remember back in the day getting up with my dad at two or three in the morning to turn on the oven when we had to cook a 25 pound, yes, or even 30 pound turkey. And I took it as my personal responsibility of whether or not there would be no Christmas dinner. But Christmas, friend, can be a depressing time for some people. An article written by a director of the California Department of Mental Hygiene warns, The Christmas season is marked by greater emotional stress and more acts of violence than any other time of the year. Some people hate Christmas because it makes them feel lonely. According to statistics, more suicides take place during the Christmas season than at any other time. This is partly because of memories that haunt lonely people. And we Christians should be aware of this by reaching out to people who are living by themselves during the festive season. It's not all about our immediate family. We need to look out for others. Christmas is also an excuse for people to get drunk. Uh, You know, to get something, to give something, to leave work, to get out of school, spend lots of money, overeat, all kinds of other excesses. But for us, the church, Christmas is the time we exalt Jesus Christ and we must never forget that. It is our special time of the year and we should treasure it. In contrast, Muslims largely resent Christmas because according to them, God has no son. If given control over a nation through universal Sharia law, they would abolish it altogether. Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate Christmas either because they refuse to call Jesus God and resent the teaching that we are saved by Christ's life, death, and resurrection. But the inevitable question then becomes, when was Jesus born exactly? Well, several scholars posit that September, not December, is the most accurate month of Jesus' birth, and there are significant reasons for this. I believe there are three reasons why I personally believe in September as the true month for Jesus' birth, and the most significant reason lies within the very text of the Bible. Firstly, when Christ the Savior was born, it says in the Bible in Luke 2.8, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, it's a well-known fact that shepherds throughout the region of Judea would typically move between the Jordan Valley in the winter to avoid the cold and then move on to the Judean hills in the spring and summer when the fields begin to get green. So if these shepherds were still in the fields, then evidently Jesus' birth would have fallen in the summer or early fall, but certainly not the winter months. The Bible clearly states that the shepherds were staying awake at night when the angels appeared. Now, there is such a thing as the lambing season in the Holy Land especially. The lambing season is the time of mating. This only occurs naturally in the sheep world with the declining daylight in the autumn, which starts for us in September. During this mating season, the shepherds are out at night watching over their flock, not only to protect them from wolves or other predators, but also to separate the females that have already been mated from from the rest of the male lambs. After the mating period, the shepherds will slowly make their trek back down into the Jordan Valley to camp out for the winter at the lower elevations, as I mentioned earlier. So if the shepherds are watching their flocks when Jesus is born, once again this statement points to the fall or autumn time period, not the winter months. Secondly, when Herod called for a census and Joseph and Mary went from Nazareth to Bethlehem because Joseph was of the lineage of David, that census would unlikely be carried out in the winter months because cold temperatures and poor road conditions wouldn't warrant the safe passage of travelers making their journeys back to their homesteads or an accurate census to begin with. 
The third reason, and perhaps the most significant of all, pointing to Jesus' birth in September depends on the timing of John the Baptist's birth also. Now, John's father was a priest named Zechariah. He served in the temple when the angel Gabriel appeared to him and announced that Elizabeth, his wife, would conceive a son. After Zechariah returned home, his wife conceived, just as the angel had said. But we know that Zechariah belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. Okay, so knowing this key piece of information, the priests in the Abijah division served from June 13th to June 19th. So, if we do the math, assuming that Elizabeth conceived shortly after Gabriel's announcement to Zechariah, which was her sixth month, the month that Gabriel visits Mary, this would be December or January. Then, assuming Mary conceived shortly after Gabriel's announcement to her, Jesus would have been born nine months later, in either August or September. Friend. The first time Jesus came, he came veiled in the form of a child. The next time he comes, and I believe it will be soon, he will come unveiled and clear to all the world just who he really is. The first time he came, a star marked his arrival. The next time he comes, the whole heavens will roll up like a scroll and all the stars will fall out of the sky and Jesus himself will light it. The first time Jesus came, only a few attended his arrival, some shepherds and some wise men. The next time he comes, every eye shall see him. The first time he came as a baby, and soon he will come as a sovereign king and lord. And here's another mystery, a question I get asked. Why couldn't Mary and Joseph find any room in the inn? Well, it was Christmas time, dude. You know that hotels are busy around Christmas, right? How could they possibly get room? <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. I apologize for that one. But it's just a classic. All right. I want to thank you, listener, for tuning in to me for the entire year. Bear in mind that we have demands to make financially as well. As you've heard in other broadcasts, I'm making an appeal for those to support us ongoing as partners in this ministry or a one-time donation. If you get it before the tax year ends on December 31st, it is applicable for deduction for this fiscal year. I wish you all the best for the coming year and continue to lift you up in prayer. Friend, I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded. So stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.